this hockey story is super short, and we're going to blaze right through this episode. It's going to be a short one. Listen, i got words to say to the goddamn Vegas Knights. I'm pissed. I saw. I saw. You'll hear me talk about it. Okay, cool. Very pissed about it. You're going to be pissed about this, too. I know. It's Pittsburgh. (laughs) Cool. On this episode of the podcast, Josh tells us a story that will make Westover cry. Oh, no. It's about the penguins. Well, we weren't always good. We never have been. And we'll talk about it. Recline that sofa and loosen that tie, because this is mismanaged. Welcome to Mismanaged, a weekly podcast where we kick back and criticize the failings of paid sports professionals while also offering them foolproof solutions to all their management woes. I'm Austin Egan. I'm Josh Sleazy. I'm Nathaniel Westover. Let's get into it. This week, we are talking about the NHL. Warning to any and all Pittsburgh Penguins fans. That's me. That's you, buddy. You may want to cover your ears for this, or just cry. Let it all out. Wait, why? Ben's washed up, the pirates are bad, and you still don't have a basketball team. Why are we talking about the Steelers (laughs) and the Pirates in this? Just stick to my penguins. Leave them alone. Because I want to hurt you. Why? This is good. This is healthy. I don't know. It's because our story isn't that long, so you don't have to fill it with being mean to Westover. Sure. Which is typically how this podcast goes. I love that. So, this week, we are taking a trip back to the 1990s in the beautiful city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. On December 5th, 1989, the Pittsburgh Penguins named Craig Patrick as their new GM. Never trust a guy with two first names. That's fair. Like many GMs all across American sports, Patrick had been a player himself back in the early 70s, having a modest career playing for the California Golden Seals, the St. Louis Blues, the Kansas City Scouts, and the Washington Capitals. Hold on, can we get the Golden Seals California back? Golden Seals. Yeah. I want that. That. That was a short-lived Oakland team. That's <sighs> beautiful. And like all good things, it left. Left <laughs> Oakland. Uh, So after Patrick retired as a player in 1979, he served as assistant GM and coach under Herb Brooks on the (gasps) 1980s U.S. Olympic team who pulled off the miracle on ice. Great time. So he gets into management and immediately just knocks it out of the park. Kills it. Uh, In 1981, he got a job as the GM of the New York Rangers, becoming the youngest GM in their history. Yeah. Yeah. Good so for him. Really, well, just... Astronomic rise. The medi- Rangers were in the middle of a drought. They needed young blood, I guess. And this is the secret to success. Mediocre playing career turns into brilliant GM career. Precisely. And that's why we're talking about him on this podcast, because brilliant, really good. brilliant yeah. GM career. Yeah. And this is the well-managed podcast. That is a good idea for a podcast. <laughs> Uh, he stayed with the Rangers until 1989 when he was let go, but luckily the Penguins were there to catch him. Uh, Patrick's first year as GM of the Penguins were some of the most productive in the history of the franchise. He spent his first ever draft pick on forward Yaromir Yager. Woo! Yeah! 
So pretty good if it, founder, if it got a founder of the Jaeger bomb. <laughs> yeah. He's still playing professional hockey. Yeah, it got a woo out of Westover. So pretty good for the Penguins. No, no. he's in like Russia now. Uh, I mean, he was drafted like in 1990. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's still going. It's um, Tom Brady has really disillusioned me to age in sports. <laughs> like that I know I should be sh- oh, 45. Oh, I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's what? 2 years older than Brady? Brady's like 56 at least. <laughs> uh and the Penguins would go on to win the Stanley Cup in 1991 92. and 92. Um but things would not always be great in Pittsburgh. Woo! And by 1996, oh. Patrick would sign off on a trade that would tarnish his career. Ooh, we love that. Career tarnishing moves. Yeah. I have an idea of what this one might be. All right. We'll, we'll get into it then. Keep it in your, in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it hidden in your mouth. <laughs> Keep it secret. Where all secrets are hidden. Keep it safe. Uh, but this story actually starts in 1991, the year of Patrick's first Stanley Cup. With their first pick in the 1991 draft, which was 16th overall, the Pittsburgh Penguins selected Marcus Nasland from the Moto Hockey Organization, which is part of the J20 Super Elite, Sweden's premier junior hockey league. Those were some words you just said. <laughs> a lot. Do you need me to go over it again? Please don't. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, so have you heard of Marcus Nasland? Or Marcus Naslund, as the he is Nazgul? very Swedish. Yes. Not the <laughs> That'd be a cool nickname, though. That would be awesome. <laughs> but what was that? Yes. Have you heard of him? I've okay. heard of him. Uh, so in this uh, Swedish junior hockey league, uh, Naslin skated with the sixth overall in the 1991 draft, Peter Forsberg. They were on the on the same team, and they dominated young Swedish hockey. In 1991. Young Swedish hockey in 1991 (laughs) was a hot scene, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I was there. It was great. Uh, Craig Patrick said of the two Swedish youngsters, Naslund and uh, Forsberg are the top two prospects in the draft behind Eric Lindros. Oh, you mean... Yeah, the Eric Lindros. Who was taken first overall in this draft. The next one. (laughs) The next one. Uh, Nasland uh, had to finish his contract in Sweden before he could come over to the Penguins, but he finally arrived in September of 1993. Just missed out on those cups. Yes. Yeah, it was unfortunate, because I don't think he ever won one. No. no. But it's fine. He he did other cool things. Um, But his start to the NHL was a slow burn. He struggled his first season and was intermittently demoted to the Penguins' International Hockey League affiliate, the Cleveland Lumberjacks. That's amazing. All right. Does Cleveland have a lot of lumber? Mm, No. Still Not anymore. <laughs> Thanks to Jack, <laughs> they took it all down. It was it was back when the river caught fire a lot. They oh, were like, ah, oh, burned all the forests too. <laughs> Can't have any lumberjacks here anymore. Nothing but guardians like now. Cleveland Nothing always shows up. Now. Yeah, D- don't get me started on that. I'm saving a rant. It's inevitable. Baseball. Okay, yeah. perfect. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Nasland finished his first season with just four goals and seven assists in 71 games. That's bad. It's yeah, not it's, great. It's not very good. I mean, I couldn't do better, <laughs> but I'm also not trying to. But you could luck yourself into, like, a goal at least. Yeah, yeah I hit really aggressively. Yeah, and the Ovechkin method. Just hit the puck <laughs> as hard as you can. The greatest of all time. Lap that well, puck. no. Goal caps. 
Good uh, job signing him on that five-year deal for too much money. That was a choice. It, it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. Like They're chasing greatness. Um, so although Pittsburgh made the playoff, Naslin did not participate. Uh, he didn't even dress for the game and just had to watch as the Pens got eliminated by the Capitals in the first round. Go yeah. Caps! So he wasn't very happy with that, you know, sure. after being drafted 16th overall. Um, play. Then, just play better, man. <laughs> yeah, hey. it's not that hard, man. It's not like you guys had such world beaters that you were able to beat the Capitals. What? <laughs> the 94-95 hockey season was shorted, shortened because of labor disputes, you know, as Labor's you do. Classic. Yep. Um, but Nasland was still the splitting time between the NHL and the NIL. He played 14 games with the Penguins and scored two goals and four points. Meanwhile, with the Lumberjacks, he recorded seven points in seven games. Nice. That's, uh, you know, point of game. He's, okay. he's working his way up. Uh, so the playoffs hit, and both the Lumberjacks and the Penguins made the playoffs. Hey, so, good for them. Cool. Um, cool. But instead of playing for the Penguins, Nasland was assigned to the Lumberjacks, where he recorded four points in their in four of their playoff games. Yeah, he was playing to the level of competition that he could <laughs> play at. So, suffice to yeah. say... Yep. <laughs> suffice to say, he was very frustrated with his NHL career... And had even requested a trade out of Pittsburgh during the season. Sure. So, two years in, already... <laughs> disgruntled. Disgruntled. Hates the Penguins. Hates what they've done to him. They, they, they t- He left Sweden for the beautiful city of Pittsburgh, and they just shuffled him off to Cleveland. And honestly, I'd be pissed, too. I'd be, yeah. I'd be mad. Shuffled from Sweden to Pittsburgh to Cleveland? <laughs> yep. Really the like, bottom of, trail. Bottom of the barrel. Whew. Uh, so now we've made it to the 95-96 season, and Nasland is showing a lot of promise in the preseason. Uh, this led to the Pittsburgh media giving him the nickname Mr. September, because he always looked good before the season started, and then <laughs> faded down the stretch. Oof. So they're also just being really mean to they're him. really mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh had two of their left wingers leave before the 95 season, so Nasland was finally given the chance to prove his worth. He played on the second offensive. With, he played with the second offensive unit uh, with the other with winger Jager, uh, yeah, Jager, um, and center Ron Francis yeah. before he was moved up to the first line with Mario Lemieux. Um, he showed up immediately with 36 points in 29 games. So when he's That's finally really given the good. chance. He actually, you know, plays super yeah, well. Good for him. I mean, he's... Play with three Hall of Famers. It, it definitely helps, but... And why are the Hall of Famers <laughs> getting the points, Westover? It's a good point. They are getting the points. <laughs> they were very because they're all good! Yeah! Um, 20 Hall of Famers. Just a team of Hall of Famers. Uh, he recorded his first NHL hat trick on November 28th, 1995, in a 7-2 win over the Ottawa Senators. But as the season continued, his production rates got lower and lower, and by February, he had been demoted to third and fourth line. So, I mean, the media were kind of right about him. Well, it's hard to keep that up. I know. Uh, Ice is cold, and cold is tired. And hockey seasons are long. True. How many games do they play a season? It's like 82. It's roughly the same as basketball. Takes six They run about the same timeline. That's a lot. 
Uh, so Nasland was entering the final year of his contract with Pittsburgh, and the relationship had noticeably soured. Everyone knew that Nasland was going to be traded. It was really just a question of where. And the where appeared on March 20th, 1996, when the Vancouver Canucks struck a deal with the Penguins. It was a straight-up deal. Marcus Nasland for forward Alex Stoyanov. Stoyanov. Westover just sighed. A deep sigh from Westover. In a fun turn of events, Stoyanov uh, was also drafted in the first round of the 1991 draft by the Canucks. He was the pick right after Peter's, Peter Forsberg. So okay. Peter went he six, seven, yeah. he went seven, and then Nasland went 16th. Uh, but unlike Naslin, Stoyanov spent his first couple of years legitimately in the farm system mm-hmm. before being brought up to the Canucks' full-time roster in 95. When he got traded to the Penguins, he immediately made an impact, scoring his first NHL goal in his Pens debut. So, yeah. good job! Hey, hey. The time to develop. It worked out perfectly! That's why we're talking about it. Yeah! yeah. At first, it looked like the Penguins had actually gotten the better end of this deal. But alas, this is the mismanaged podcast, so the good times did not last long. (sighs) Stoyanov would go on to play 45 games with the Penguins, scoring two goals and four assists over two seasons. He was plagued by injury, and after his second season, would go on to become a career minor leaguer before retiring at the age of 29. Yikes. Yeah, fell off a cliff. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, literally, quite literally, and that's where he got all of his injuries from. Yeah, because there was ice skates at the bottom of that cliff. <laughs> there were so many cliffs in Pittsburgh. He was unaware. Oh, the cliffs of yeah. Pittsburgh, the famous, famous, famous cliffs, cliffs of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Uh, Nasland, however, would immediately come into his own and become an offensive powerhouse in the NHL. He would go on to play twelve seasons, which is six times as many as Stoyanov. Um, well, actually, 12 seasons with the Canucks, and then one with the New York Rangers, where he just kind of, you know, was 35. I'm like, Got let's paid. do it. Yeah, yeah, show up, get paid. Uh, he scored 395 goals and has 474 assists for a total of 869 points. Nice. Uh, he would make three all-star teams over his career and win the Ted Lindsay Award in 0203 for most outstanding player during the regular season. When he retired, he was the franchise leader for the Canucks in basically every offensive category. Nice. So Good yeah, him. he left Pittsburgh and immediately started, started producing. Playing, started playing well. Playing yeah. like he was the 16th overall pick. Uh, after the initial brilliant success of Craig Patrick, this trade started him on a steep decline. In July of uh, 2001, Patrick would send Jaeger and a role player to the Capitals for a bunch of scrubs and $5 million in cash. Yeah. It was apparently a very important trade because it got the Penguins out of the financial trouble they were in. Bankruptcy. But it was widely criticized by the media, especially because the Rangers had allegedly offered a much better haul of two established NHL players, but Craig wouldn't deal with them because he was bitter about being fired years earlier. We love pettiness. <laughs> pettiness drives winning. Yes, thank you. Uh, after the 0102, uh, the Penguins would miss the playoffs for four straight years. After the 0405 lockout, Patrick would use Pittsburgh's first overall pick on team phenom Sidney Crosby. And while the 18 year old Sid the Kid would be the youngest player in NHL history to score 100 points, Patrick had also thrown a bunch of money at some old free agents who didn't produce. Yeah. 
So this led to the Pens finishing last in the Atlantic Division for the fourth consecutive year and saw the end of Craig Patrick's 17-year-long career as Penguins GM. Patrick was initially bitter about the firing and stayed away from hockey for quite a while, but in 2008, Craig accepted an offer from Penguins owner Mario Lemieux to come and watch a game in the owner's box, where the Pens defeated the Flyers to win the Eastern Conference Championship. After all, Craig had drafted uh, um, all the major contributors on that team, people like Crosby, Marc-Andre Fleury, and uh, what is this name? That one, Yevgeny. Yevgeny Malkin. Uh, the Penguins would fall short in 2008, but all these players returned for 2009 when they finally brought the Stanley Cup back to Pittsburgh. Gold caps. Wait, what? I'm not even a Caps <laughs> fan. I just, I just know Westover hates it. He yeah. really does. And that's what's great about it. No. The Red Wings. Uh, that's fine. One small side note, Craig Patrick did seize unlimited power four times during his career when he did this podcast's second favorite thing behind a player GM. He was coach GM for the Rangers during the 80-81 season and the uh, 1984-85 season and coach GM for the Penguins during the 89-90 and 96-97 season. Nice. You notice between the two times he <laughs> took control... They won back-to-back cups. Yep. Then he took back control, <laughs> and everything fell apart. It really did. That 96 season was his downfall, so... Well, 96. Great year for some. Terrible Bad year, year for him. Terrible year for others. But I, in my research, I you know ran into how Mario Lemieux became owner of the Pens, and sure. I was like, this is a much better story than this one that I'm reading right now. <laughs> but by then, it was like 8 o'clock, and we had record in an hour, and I was like, damn. Next time. time. Yep. Ooh. Well, now that Josh has presented one of the worst moves in NHL history, we're going to present our own proposals for those GMs we believe need a little amateur help making their professional decisions. Josh, just keep on rolling here, Champo. I would love to. Let's get through this as quickly as possible. Woot woot. Because hockey is boring. <gasps> no. Bum, bum, bum. But they punch. <laughs> Sometimes. Not anymore. Falcon. <laughs> punch. I'm just kidding. Hockey is highly entertaining. Uh, my dear GM this week goes out to Colorado Avalanche GM Joe Sakic. Joe, my friend, you guys have a lot of guys coming available as free agents this year, and I think you need to strike before your whole team abandons you. I think your top priority should be re-signing Gabriel Landeskog? Landeskog. 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 Yeah. It's yeah. a great name. Gabriel Landeskog. <laughs> Landeskog. Uh, before it's too late. Sorry, that was a, we did that for too long, I think. No. Um, this is what happens every time we do a hockey episode. We get tripped up on the names because they're all European and yeah. Russian. Even and when I practice, I get tripped up in the moment. I literally have the pronunciation right here. Does it help? No, I just scoop right by it. Landeskog. Uh, yeah, so sign him before it's too late. It seems clear to everybody that you don't have plans to re-sign um, another f- big free agent, Philip Grauber. Yeah. Um, so you can give Gabriel your undivided attention. So come on, Joe. Get out there and make a deal. Get out there. Get your guy. He's yeah. your own player. Bring He's your back. own player. Just bring him back. Okay. This week, I'm shouting at, mm. I'm addressing Vegas Golden Knights GM Kelly McCrimmon. Yeah, Kelly. It is McCriminal what you've done. Do uh, get out. <laughs> <laughs> 
what you did to Mark Andre Fleury is one of the worst things you could have ever done. He deserved it. One of the most liked players in the league overall. He was the first face of your franchise. Led you to the finals your first year. Then you bring in another goalie to start over him. And at 36, he comes back and wins the Vezina Award. At 36. If he, if he was so liked, why don't you guys protect him? Uh, because... <laughs> don't don't answer that. Just it going. wasn't real. <laughs> Nobody cares. Don't take the bait. <laughs> <laughs> then yesterday, out of the blue, you trade him to the Chicago Blackhawks. One of the most hated overall franchises in the league. I hate them. Who's undergoing currently a massive sexual assault investigation. Because I, they're garbage. I because hate them are. for that, yeah. You trade him for literally nothing. Beans. You technically received a minor league player, but you already stated that guy will still play in the Blackhawks organization, even though you have his contract rights. They don't want to relocate him. It's a lot of work. They got to yeah. pay movers. They got to find him a place. Yep. All you get out of Chicago <laughs> was that they agreed to take 100% of Fleury's salary, and you didn't have the decency to tell Mark Arnie Fleury first. Yeah, that was weird. He found out via Twitter, like <laughs> everybody else. And he's old, so that's really saying something. <laughs> so, yeah, it took him a while, too. <laughs> <laughs> Weeks pass. <laughs> I hope the extra salary space is worth it. For advice, you should probably go back and bring back Eric H- uh, Huala to help bring balance and speed to one of your bottom two lines. Because you have a lot of star power on your team, but the, that depth runs out after the top two lines. You good, so bud? I'm, I'm upset. You yeah. seem real uh, ruffled over there. And when he's not talking about the Penguins, he's talking about the Penguins. <laughs> whatever Hextall whatever does, don't go bring it back. It's bring a him story, back. but it's not worth it. This week, I'm addressing GM of the Carolina Hurricanes, Don Waddell. <laughs> Don Waddle. Don, Don Waddle. Don, your squad put together a great year, winning the Central Division and losing to the eventual Stanley Cup champions. So while that's bad, at least you lost to the winners. Yeah, you, we can't all be winners. With a little tweaking, you guys should be able to make another good run next year. However, you've got a couple of problems. Uh, star defenseman Dougie Hamilton is set to become... A, an unrestricted free agent and star forward Andre Shrevchnikov Shrevchnikov is set to become a restricted free agent. You Both are my due point. fairly substantial pay raises and are key pieces to your team performance. This leaves you with one of two options. One, you're paying four different defensemen over $4 million on lengthy contracts. You can unload some of those pieces in order to free up cap space and secure your stars long-term. Two, you can go the more well-rounded approach and attempt a sign-and-trade of Hamilton to gain some great depth at various positions. Maybe even show up your left wing, which is really the biggest issue you guys have right now is depth at left wing. Uh, Yeah, those are your problems. This is your solution. Get up. Get on it, Don. Get on it. Words are hard today. Get on it. Get Don. That was funny. You used his name in a pun. Thank you. Looks it's better when I do over. it. Yeah. Well, you have that charm. Yeah, but and mine was... I mine, wrote, I wrote yours that wasn't, this morning. I laughed at it. I said, Austin's going to be so pissed when yeah, he sees mine it. Mine was off the dome. Westover yeah. wrote his down. Yeah, and it also wasn't McCriminal. <laughs> I hope you get Nick Sue. <laughs> And that's the pod. 
If you enjoyed this or any of our other episodes, please remember to give us a like or a follow. Maybe even leave a review. Just maybe. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you might listen to your podcasts. In the words of the aforementioned Craig Patrick, quote, It's real simple. I surrendered right away. Unquote. Thanks for listening. Remember, <laughs> what? this was mismanaged. It's the penguin's way. Well, I took it out of context, but always surrender. <laughs> and it only really took out. I'm sure. He, I think he was talking about signing a really talented free agent that was a return player, and he was like, "Yeah, it's simple. I surrendered right away. Just signed the guy." Which is like, yeah, that is yeah. good idea. That does make sense. But I like to snip, <laughs> so we're taking the sound bite. It's real simple. I surrendered right away <laughs> because this is mismanaged. See ya.